an introduction before we blow your mind. We step up in your function and put in overtime. I'm not a workaholic, but I'm always on my grind every day. Cause that's the only way I'm gonna shine. Anyway, I had to put this beat over this rhyme just to remind my people of a much simpler time. When we play video games and ball sports with overall short, short fades on ball courts. For me, it was the 90s. For you, it may be different in your mind frame, but the time frame ain't specific. We was always just kidding back when we was just kids. We never had to question our lives. We just lived just cause. Why were we happy? We just was. Maybe the reason is cause all we needed was just love. And uh, some of us got that. What do you call that? Well, back then we would call it all that. Developer Diary Part 2 or Yes, yes, um, yes Volume 2, whatever you want to call it Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah If you heard the last episode, you know that uh, May is our anniversary month Yes On May 23rd of 2013 We launched the very first uh, Death Cakes Podcast Yes, sir and Yeah, yeah, yeah and that so, was, uh, <laughs> well, um, we're still counting down to, uh, we're still not quite, quite, quite there to, uh, where we're talking about episode one yet, but, uh, yeah, man, what, what a journey. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you heard the last episode, we sort of broke down how we came up with the idea of the mini-sode and what the first one was. And we played, of course, uh, all of the cartoon intro ones, except for the most yes. recent one. Right, and speaking of those cartoon intros, uh, in your 1.5, and I forgot to mention this, you know, in that conversation, because mm. I've forgotten that in there you used Pee Wee's Playhouse. Right. And I forgot it because, I mean, technically, it's not a cartoon, even though, for all intents and purposes, it is. Um, but, it's a live and I also, cartoon. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's what it is. And, uh, one thing I also forgot to talk about, you know, when we talked about Pee Wee in, uh, first episode of, uh, this year, so 31, was that, uh, that theme song. Number one, it was sung by Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, apparently she didn't want to be associated with the song. For what reason, I don't know, but she had them, uh, credit her under an alias. But, hmm. I, yeah, but the thing about it is, when we, when, when I shotgun all those episodes, back in, uh, you know, back in December, January, um, I saw her name in the first couple episodes, you know, in the credits. So, <laughs> either somebody <laughs> fucked up, or somebody just didn't listen to her for the first couple. But, uh, yeah, that's how I knew about it, and I didn't know until I looked it up further that she was using the alias on, uh, you know, as credited as such, in wow. further episodes. Yeah, one other thing about that though also, you know, with, uh, Quentin riding shotgun, I just, I guess I was always, it was always there, but I just never really paid attention to just that tuba. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Quentin, it took Quentin to point out to me like, hey man, there's a lot of tuba in this song. And so now, 
Like, I hear the lyrics, but when I ever hear the theme song now, like, going forward, even without them, I just can't, I, I can't listen to just the theme song, I, or the, 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 uh, the vocals. I'm listening to the tuba. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, uh, doing that with, uh, Quentin is interesting. Oh, yeah, I, I recommend <laughs> it to anybody who's a friend of Quentin. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that's not why we're here. For, yeah, for, uh, we're this going one. forward. Yeah, we're going forward uh, by going backwards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just want to talk about a couple of the um, uh, other episodes that we did, some of our favorites, um, and just sort of retouching on some of what we talked about on those episodes. Yeah. Um, and just giving you this kind of a peek like just kind of into our minds and just into the thought process mm-hmm. just you know uh just just what was going on we recorded this stuff or maybe some supplemental info that we might have left out or that we want to expand upon just any other info like that these are this is almost like this is like movies with commentaries in the background except there's no movie it's all theater of theater of the mind yeah through podcasts you know <laughs> exactly so um you know let's talk about episode two Yes, yes, and episode two was uh, interesting in that uh, the episode two that you guys heard was a recut. Yeah. Uh, Episode one, well, we did episode one, uh, and then we thought we would try to be proactive and kind of get a jump on timing and said, hey, you know what, want to go ahead and record two? Yeah, because our original plan because we wanted to try and be timely with these we're like okay let's stack them up so you know we'll knock out like two or three a night or you know uh, whatever recording night is yeah a yeah. session and then we'll just chop them up and release them that way yeah um, and uh and, yeah a lot of reasons why that didn't work <laughs> yeah mostly because at least for that first episode um, I'm sorry for the second episode after we recorded the first one we were we were still kind of you know jazzed and we were still trying to find our our feet I guess or you know how to do it differently so yeah um, we uh, it was like maybe two or three in the morning at this point uh, so, I don't know if it was that late but it was definitely it was, in the wee hours yeah though. it was in the wee hours so we were getting tired one two rambly we, yeah, we rambled. Our whole, our original plan was just to talk about and make fun of of uh, Nintendo's president <laughs> uh, Reggie. Fil- is it Filame? I don't know. Filame. Yeah, Filame. So we had we wanted to go on this whole tangent of just talking about that big-headed idiot and and all the hot air and promises that he you know, was spits during E3 and stuff but <laughs> we we worked so hard trying to get set up to that point that it was just a rambling mess and we called it for the night yeah and we actually went back and I went back and listened to that recording cause again we recorded both episodes back to back first episode well you know I guess we're, I guess you know we're 
I don't want to go too too much detail about that one no. just yet here because we're gonna come back around to that. But you know, it was really just a dry run that we just kind of did and said, you know what, this is good. We're gonna keep it. Yeah. You know, this one, it was. I, I listened to this one again. Yeah, this is horrible. <laughs> I mean, we're tired. I've had a couple of beers. We're not making a lot of sense. We're rambling about. Th- no one's gonna listen to this. Mm-mm. You know, so scrapped the whole thing. Came back uh, the next week, fresh, and uh, yeah, we got it. Yeah, yeah I we, uh, knocked you out right the first time. Yeah, I believe we nailed it. You know, um, and so that's one thing we knew going forward. Okay, you know what? No, we're only going to be able to get one episode out of time. We're not, we're not that awesome to where we can knock out multiple episodes of content in <laughs> in one session. And uh, two, um, just you know, tightening up the. I guess the ideas and the, you know, letting the conversation be free flowing, but kind of writing, at least, you know, having a rough idea of our points that we want to hit before we go into it. Yeah. And again, we were still trying to stay at this about hour minute mark. Mm-hmm. You know, we, well, I guess an hour, hour mark, it's not a minute mark, but, you know, we, we wanted to keep it at like an hour or less. So, you know, we we're fighting that on top of everything else. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, but uh, man, and I, I remember actually going back. Um, you know, you had the episode edited, sent it to me before we even. This is before we even hit the feed, you know. And I remember I was headed to work and I had it queued up, and just within the first couple of minutes, I said, "This is the shit." <laughs> like, we only had like one episode, and your 1.5 recorded at that point. But I was like, "Man, this is awesome." This is gonna be good, you know. It's still one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, yeah, and I went back and listened to it. Not, I haven't listened to it in a, a while, you know, just because I don't. Unless it was a really crazy conversation, I don't really listen to the old stuff again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I went back and listened to this. And I was like, man, I forgot all about that story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, speaking of stories, man. Um, how about that? Uh, I, I I gotta go back and uh go back and revisit uh, a certain person and uh yeah somebody who uh well let's just have that clip right now remember how now some of those games they weren't trades you would just lend them to me you know give me a couple and then next time i saw you i bring them back to you you know and then you give me a couple more or whatever do you remember the time you let me borrow uh, i think it was i think it was mike tyson's punch out and Urban Champion. Urban Champion. Urban Champion. Oh, Urban Champion. Yeah. <laughs> now, a quick aside about Urban Champion. That was a game in which two guys on a city block went and just beat the hell out of each other until they knocked one into a manhole. And that was a game. That was a full game. That was, yeah. <laughs> pretty primitive, actually. I think it was one of the... Um, I don't know if it was a launch title or what, but it was pretty early... NES, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Give me a second while I go on the uh, Internet Bible here. Also known, sure, sure. Also known as as Wikipedia. Uh, we can call it the Internet Bible. That's what it is. <laughs> okay, yeah. Urban Champion came out in '84. '84, God. Uh-huh. So, oh, it came out in Japan in '84. It came out here in '86. Okay, so it was it, if it, if not launched, definitely. No, it came out the year after it launched. Okay, 
Alright. So you let me those two games. And uh one time we went to see you guys and I didn't have Urban Champion. And I told you I left it over at my friend uh I left it over at my cousin Jeff's house. You know, we were playing games over there and I left it. And I'll bring it back to you next time. See, what happened was I had loaned it to a kid in class. And what happened was, okay, now I this kid, well, I don't know. Do I put his name out there or not? Nah. Eh, okay, we'll leave it out there for now. Just in case he tunes in. <laughs> but okay, yeah, I'd, I'd, um, I, I, he's let me borrow games before. You know, he let me borrow uh, uh, Dra- Double Dragon 2. And again, not even a trade, just, just lend it to me, you know? So I figured, okay, you know, it's cool. He's let me a game before I let him a game. I, I lent him Urban Champion. A couple days later, you know, keep it for a couple days, come back, you know, give it back to me, bring it back to school. We're not supposed to have games at school for obvious reasons. Right. But we did it anyway. People did it. You oh, know. yeah, I did. It was never, yeah, yeah, you know, so I listened to the game. A couple days later, I'm like, yo, you got my game? Oh, I forgot it. I'll bring it tomorrow. All right, cool. I see him again on uh, Friday. Like, yeah, you got my game? He's like, man, someone took it. Like, the fuck? What do you mean? Like, someone took it. I, I don't think. I was, uh, this was fourth grade, so I was nine. Right. Like, someone took it. I'm like, what do you mean someone took it, man? And he's just like, I I had it, and now it's not, I don't have it anymore. And so I'm pissed off, because I'm like, wait a minute. You know, I this is this just so happens to be the Friday before a weekend where we're going to see you guys. And I'm supposed to bring this back to you. <laughs> you dig? So I don't have the game anymore. I'm like, oh shit, you know what I'm gonna do? And so I'm pissed off about it. I'm telling my, my I'm telling my friend about it, and then somebody overheard it. You know, sits you know sits that catty corner from us in, in in class, and he's like, man, I live right I live right across the street from him. I'm pretty sure he still has it. Like, wait, well, man, he's always stealing shit. You know? I'm like, oh, really? All right. So I'm like, where does he live? You know, I. Wait, the address he told me, it actually is not too far from where we stayed at the time. You know, I'm like, uh, maybe around the corner and like half a block away. Right. So I tailed him home. All right. <laughs> I made sure I didn't like, talk, you know, not like police tail, you know what I'm saying? But I made sure he left school and was headed home. So he would be home when I got there. And I walked to his house, knocked on the door. His mom answers the door. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, I, 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 I let him borrow my game and he won't give it back to me. And she's like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, get your butt up here, boy. You got this boy game. You got his game. Give it back to him. Give him his game. You know, so he goes back there, gets the game. This is, um, you know, this is, this is after that weekend, you know. So I get the game back and. So I have it back. So I'm like, okay, cool. Next time I go see Jay, I've got got his game. I'll give it back to him, you know. But then I thought about it. Wait a minute. I just went to his house, you know, told his mom on him. What's gonna happen now? Like, you know, at school is he gonna be going through my shit, you know, trying to steal stuff from me, you know, trying or you know, trying to get back at me in some way or whatever. So right. I moved his ass at recess, you know. I caught him at recess. <laughs> Damn, dude. I said his ass. I mean, it. When I say beat his ass, we're talking about a kid fight. So you know, I saw him. At recess, when I was like, "Hey, you know, so and so," and I was like, "Hey, real quick," and I swung on him, sweeped his leg, knocked him to the ground, and we're like, kind of tussling around the ground, <laughs> on whatever, each other and stuff. But so the onlookers are like, "Oh shit, John just put you know his leg," and so you know, then the teacher's aide <laughs> broke that up, you know, took us back into the teacher. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> that was so funny because um, I think we had taken a break just before yes. you, you told all that story. And you're like, mm-hmm. man, I got the story to tell, but should I say his name? Should I say his real name? I better not say his name. I was like, no, you shouldn't say his, his real name because who knows you know, if he's going to get mad or whatever. You know, I, who knew? We didn't know how far the reach of the show was going to be. No. So, so <laughs> she's like, man, okay, I won't say his name. I won't say his name. So you got into the story and you just got into it and it said his name real life. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I left that part in a little edit. It was like, oh, I said his name just because I thought it was funny. But then, yeah. you know, when we actually got into recording the episode, I bleeped it out. And that was like one of the first times that I had ever put, you know, uh, put sound effects into the show, you know, and, you know, splice stuff in there like that. I, I mean, I do commercials and stuff, but the way we record, we, we have... You know, like five seconds of quiet, so I know exactly where to split the uh, the recording, so I can open it up, drop in the the commercial bits, and then go on. But this was the exactly. first time where we were having a conversation, and I had to re-listen to the same part over and over again, and keep zooming in on audacity, so I could clip you know that one part and mute it, and then put in that that beep sound effect. <laughs> yeah, and about this guy, you know, and um, we never did bring it up again. And uh, I still won't say his name, but I will say that his middle name, his middle name was Tron, <laughs> oddly enough, on a video game episode. Uh, yeah, that's for everybody. You everybody, know, I didn't we, catch we, that. we got a few people. <laughs> we got a few people uh, from U City who said this episode. Uh, you know, shout out to you guys. You know, went to Jackson Park. Some of you, you, you might know who I'm talking about. Because, you know, the community was just so tight-knit back then. But uh, this guy, I mean, he was a fucking klepto. That's really what he was. I mean, he stole so much shit. And, you know, honestly, I didn't know that about him at that time. You know, he and I were pretty much cool. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, and I think I knew that he'd done some shit like that before. But he never gave me any problems. And like I said, he had loaned me video games, you know, Nintendo cartridges before. So I didn't think it would happen to me. And then it did. You know, and so my classmate that told me about it you know like nah man i'm pretty sure he still got that game so i went over there you know ratted him out to his mom and got his got the game back but you know he was he did this a lot you know actually throughout the rest of the uh, school year uh he stole somebody you remember those uh remember those tiger lcd games oh yeah those those really bad ones yeah 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 well okay now take a step even further down the back remember those uh those watches like, oh, not even yeah. Nintendo Game & Watch, but like the ones that were just like on your wristwatch. Yeah. He stole some, it was a bullshit, it was a shitty game too. He stole it from somebody. And then, uh, I just remember one guy was talking about how he lost his watch or whatever and he couldn't find it. And then, uh, like maybe a few days later, you hear the watch beeping in one of the, uh, in somebody's desk and it's him <laughs> and it's that same watch. And that same guy went and whooped his ass after school. <laughs> and I just remember, he did this a lot too. I mean, this is, I, for as long as I knew him, he would, he would always swipe in and stealing people's shit. So of course, he never got anything from me again. You know, we stay cool, but I'm like, nah, you can't borrow any shit from me ever again. Fuck you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's funny. I still think yeah. that's funny. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, but, um, 
another part of, of uh, the show, because I, I mean, um, when we were first coming up with the show, like in the pilot, we just kind of hit everything because we really didn't know where we were going. But the second episode, we focused in. It was like, okay, we're going to, every show is going to focus on a specific thing. Right. You know. And we do, for the most part, you know, we... Yeah, well, it always we was. I mean, you know, with the pilot, that was just intro... It, yeah. You know, in, introducing ourselves and just kind of what we'd be talking about, but... Yeah. If In fact, if you remember, with a lot of these episodes, um, we even had... Uh, had at the end, which this is no exception, we actually would tell people, okay, next, come back next episode for this, and come back next episode for this, oh, and, now, yeah. and now we don't do that anymore, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that, we had that clip at the very end of episode two, you know, stay tuned for <laughs> three, which, um, yeah, three was a labor of love, but, it was, um, yeah, so, you, one thing that that I love doing on the show is ranting about shit. <laughs> oh, I know where and, this is going. And uh, in in episode two um, was my very first rant. Yes. And man, if you haven't heard it, um, well, you know, let's just play it now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I want to talk to you about the power glove. <laughs> the power glove. Now, if any of y'all ever seen the movie The Wizard, where they introduced uh, Super Mario 3, uh, you know, the wizard starring Fred Savage and uh, who else is in there? Uh, Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. And, uh, who else? You know I don't know I who really else. I Mario 3. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I uh, anyway, how? No, go ahead. No, nah, so I remember Fred Savage. I remember Mario Three, and I remember the Power Glove in California, and the dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they hyped up this motherfucking Power Glove like it was the second coming of Jesus. I love when you tell the story. By the way, it's different every time. <laughs> And I saw the movie, and I, I, you know, saw all the commercials for it. I saw, you know, magazine ads for it. When Christmas would come, it'd be in that Sears wish book, which every kid would just look through, and it'd be dog-eared by the time Christmas came around, because you'd just be looking at it and staring at the stuff that you wanted. Yeah, we did. And in yeah. fact, we kept going back to that Nintendo page and just staring at these games like they were going to be different anytime we looked at them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and I begged and pleaded and finally, you know, I never got a lot, but you know, I got a power glove. My parents broke down and got me a power glove. And yep. I saw the box and it was so beautiful. I was so happy and I took it out. And if you don't I know, matter of fact, because then you call me and tell me you had it. Yeah, yeah. yeah or or you yeah. came like the day after Christmas or something. Oh yeah, that's you. what it was. That's what it was. But I was so happy because if you don't know, the Power Glove is it's kind of like the Proto Wii, really. I mean, it is a glove 
that goes on your hand and goes about halfway up your forearm. And he's got a sensor on the top of your wrist. And then on your forearm, there's a box that's got, got alphanumeric keyboard. Then on the bottom of it, it's got your D-pad, your start, select, your A-B button. Right. Right. Okay, so... Yeah, we link a picture of that on the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a picture. For anybody who may not know what a power glove is these days. Right. But the way they touted it, it you could move your hand with this power glove and you could <laughs> do, you, you could, you could make Mario jump just by flicking your finger or you could yep. drive a car by just moving your hand back and forth and you're steering the car or you can play punch out and you can actually be punching. So, you know, yeah. it really was like, you know, the Wii. And that's why I wanted one, if you, to be honest, that's why I wanted a power glove, because I love Mike Tyson's punch out. That was my game. Right, yeah. Like the swing punches at it, like that's why I wanted a power glove. Yeah. And you had one. And, and you get the thing, you open it up, okay, it's got the glove, then it's got your sensor thing, which is the sensors that would attach onto your TV with this little itty bitty circle of Velcro. <laughs> But the sensors would be a good, would be three boxes. They were each about two inches tall, two inches wide. And had this little itty bitty disc smaller than a dime of Velcro that you would stick on the, on the box and then you'd stick on the TV and it was supposed to hold it there, but it never really did. <laughs> and then in between these well, boxes, not. these little like dime-sized yeah. velcros and these big-ass like boxes and and it, I mean, if you can see this, thing, we gotta find a picture of that. Yeah, I've, I've got a picture pulled up. I will. It's post. technology that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the the secret to the power glove is is that the sensors on top and the sensors that are on the TV, the sensors on the glove. They're actually speakers, and it's it's not shooting any kind of <laughs> it's not shooting any kind of light. There. Wait a minute, wait a minute, rewind, rewind. The speakers. What do you mean speakers? It's speakers, because the way the the power glove talked to the sensors and back and forth is through sound, <laughs> and so somehow it was supposed to to read your movements and then send this like hypersonic sound that you couldn't hear but the sensors were supposed to pick it up so and- wait a minute wait a minute it sounds mm-hmm. but we're talking about like okay so when you said make mario jump if i'm swinging my hand how does the sound i don't i don't get it how does it read the sound i don't know science <laughs> science i don't know but see and this is the kicker. See, every game came with, in order to play the games that the Power Glove would work with, you had to enter in a code. That code was probably 10, maybe 12 alphanumeric <laughs> numbers. So before you could play, first you had to turn on the Nintendo, turn on the game, then press the button on the Power Glove, enter in this long-ass number, <laughs> and then press the button again and then this little light would, would blink twice oh, and then you'd know that it was set for the right game so then you would 
And folks, listen, I was sitting there behind him while he's about to demonstrate this for me. And my sister, we're sitting there watching. I'm sitting there watching him do this. Like, he's got this big ass. It's like, it, it's like, it's like the Old Testament. Like, this big ass. <laughs> oh. And he's like digging through it, finding the game. He was going to, I don't remember what game it was. It's not even important. But he's trying to find the code. He's typing it in this whole time. And we're just sitting there like, all right. So, this is, this is it. <laughs> so then I'll find, okay, we're set. Numbers in, we're ready to go. So I put my hand up in the air. You had to get about, I don't know, maybe four feet from the sensors. You had to, or no. Well, yeah, about four or five, five feet away from the sensor, so the the sound wave from the glove can hit them sensors. And, <laughs> sound wave from the glove. And, and tell the thing what to do. I didn't know it was sound waves. I didn't know that till I did research later in life. <laughs> but, <laughs> Anybody do. But you put it on, okay, and then I started playing. I want to say I started playing Super Mario because that's all I probably had. So I'm like, okay, now watch this. I'm a move my finger down he's gonna run then I move my thumb he's gonna jump move my finger down and he sort of sat there so I move my thumb and he still sort of stood there and then I just shook my whole hand and he finally jumped but he came back down and a a Goomba killed me (laughs) and and folks that was the beginning of just a long line of disappointment with this power glove I would get all, I would get Mike Tyson's punch out. And I'd yeah, try and punch. I'd try and swing and punch. He, it wouldn't sw- it, it would punch too early or punch too late or I, it wouldn't dodge the way you wanted it to. I got my ass kicked. Constantly. At this point, I never wanted a, I didn't want a power glove anymore. No, so. Like, I, you know what? <laughs> so what I ended up doing was getting frustrated, taking the power glove off. And then I would hold the glove in my hand and use the little D-pad and A and B button because, damn it, I was going to use this fucking power glove. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I got this power glove. I'm using it. But I had this bulky-ass thing in my hand trying to, trying to play games, and it just did not work. <laughs> and that is, I mean, that had to be where Nintendo got the idea for the Wii. They said, okay, we've got the power glow. Now let's perfect it. <laughs> let's make this goofy-ass system with no power and no real good games for it. Hey, but you know what? It actually did work. Yeah, they sold it to a lot of grandmas and and uh, parents trying to impress their kids. Yeah, or, you know, people thinking they had an exercise machine that wasn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, but yeah, now we're, we're in the future. So. Yeah, we're jumping ahead again. Yeah, you want to, uh, uh, man, fuck the power glove. <laughs> I just want to reiterate that. Oh, man. man. Now, and you know what? I'm sorry to cut you off, man. I'm sorry, but what, what you know what? If there's one thing I would change about that, if anything, is that, you know, we, we were really, you know, like I said, your first time even making any changes mid conversation was just you bleeping out uh the guy's name mm-hmm. but uh you know go looking back on it now we show so should have dropped that uh that clip from from uh lucas from from the wizard going uh i love the power glove it's so bad oh i was gonna put it in i had it clipped out and ready to go but oh, i decided really? not to use it Ah, uh, gotcha 
So see, I was, you know what? That's another thing, you know, you guys know. A lot of times in these ideas, me and Jay are so much on the same page for some of the stuff. Like, you know, he'll suggest something or I'll suggest something to him. And a lot of times our response is, yep, already, you know, already mm-hmm. had it planned or way ahead of you, you know. So, uh, yes, yeah, so there it is. So he already had it planned. He just didn't end up doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't even like talking about that fucking thing. <laughs> it was it, it was a horrible peripheral. I mean, like I said in the conversation, yeah, it is sort of, you know, the Wii prototype, you know. Which, you know, I will say Nintendo, not perfected, but they turned it into a huge cash cow. Well, yeah, but you know, 20 years later. Yeah. Which just tells you, you know, that's technology that, that it's not possible. It's not back in 89, it wasn't. I bet if Red, Reggie was around 20 years ago working for Nintendo, he'd have... He'd have <laughs> and I, I think he was working for Pizza Hut then. <laughs> and came up with that big New Yorker. <laughs> So, that was his idea too. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. The wow. big New Yorker pizza, which wasn't anything like a New York pizza, it was just no, it wasn't. fourteen it was inches or sixteen inches or something. That was a terrible pizza. Yeah, yeah, it was just a giant slice of bad pizza. Pizza. You know, and I actually liked Pizza Hut back in those days, man. But that pizza sucked. Like, oh, something about the way they made it just wasn't the same. Yeah, because they tried to give it that sort of floppy. New York crust and you can fold over and stuff, but it, it, most of the time they just use their regular, you know, I, I don't know what they were supposed to be using, but most of the time they use their regular. Well, pizza cause they were crust. doing like with that pan, you know what I'm saying? Like, or whatever that, I mean, I don't, cause, cause, you know, the New York dough, it's, it's hand tossed, you know, they were using, they were using the pizza hut grease and shit on there. Yeah. yeah, it was disgusting. It was nasty. But, you know, that was, <clears throat> Here we go off on our tangent. Yeah. Like, like we do. But, um, I mean, when we first were deciding to come up with the podcast, we knew we wanted to do nostalgia. And I think the biggest part of us, nostalgia for us, the things that we, you know, talk about the most are video games, mm-hmm. which, you know, we just hit an episode two. Um, the sort, sort of our other, Tent pole is um, uh, music. Yes, because yes. oh, oh, oh. Well, you know one thing, real quick before we move on to before we move on to that. Um, that episode also it was a uh, groundbreaking, ground, uh, groundbreaking for us. You know, just our following in a lot of ways because uh, actually one of our first followers was uh, Retro Joe over there in the UK. Shout out, yeah, to that's right. You know, and then um, you know he followed us like before we even had an episode up back when we just had you know uh, a, a tumblr and a facebook page you know and then we got the gaming episode up and then he retweets that you know with hashtag you know retro gaming and then all of a sudden we got a ton of followers just you know, as far as like ret- the retro gaming community um here and abroad you know a lot of a lot of our uh, uk followers came from him and uh a lot of the gamers, you know, and I've said that in a lot of episodes, but that's where it took off, you know. Yeah. So, uh, can't thank him enough for that. Yeah, yeah, and we will have you on, Joe. Yes, yes, we got to get him on the show. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and if you you are not yet, go follow his feed on on Twitter. Yes. Which is R E T R zero, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. But um, 
you know, the other tentpole for the show is music. Because yes, sir. Illy and I are both huge hip hop heads. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we we talked about it in episode four, which was uh, I can't live without my radio. <laughs> That's another reason why, um, you know, for the most part, all the beats, you know, all the background music you hear, it always has like in the hip hop slant to it you know also mm-hmm. about beats just because i mean that's that's us yeah yeah that's you know that's the soundtrack to our life <laughs> yeah and the you know another thing is uh you know and i i handled a lot of the uh the artwork as far as like you know the header images and, and stuff that we do for these episodes this one i was actually at the time and still am i was actually the most proud of this one um because I knew what I wanted to call it because it's an old recording that you hear on a lot of old rap records. This is a journey into sound. So I knew I wanted to call it that. That sounded like an episode of like a TV show or like a, a comic book. And I was like, oh shit. What if I could take a picture of us? Because he already had the picture. I was like, this is a perfect header image. I said, yeah. There's a picture of us as kids. You know, I was probably like, what, seven? You were like, what, maybe nine or ten? Yeah. And uh, he just got a radio for his for his birthday. I'm sitting there, you know, watching when he opened his present, you know what I mean? So, I was like, well, what if I could take that? I've seen people do it before. What if I could take that and filter it to look like a comic, you know, a comic drawing? And so, I looked up tutorials on Photoshop, found one, and knocked it out. Actually, when I did this, I was in... I was actually in Dallas, Texas at the time. Um working on it you know we were on a vacation you know visiting my wife's family and everything and um she had gone to a hair appointment and you know we were gonna head a couple places after that but i brought my laptop with me because you know sitting there for about an hour waiting for her to get her hair done and so i was sitting there working on the image right there Mm -hmm. you know and so i remember just going through all the tutorials and just figuring out how to do it and i got it it came out just perfect i wouldn't change a thing about it and then all i had to do was add the um off the little uh, touches like uh, you know like like the you know, thought bubbles and just you know the right fonts to look like comic book like and just where you had the little boxes saying you know like you know for instance like in a in a comic panel it would say like you know meanwhile or something like that and this one had you know our episode numbers and everything like that so I was really proud of that header too I think it's one of my favorites yeah yeah and you know let me just give a shout out to you real quick because um you know, I think I I had made the original Death Cakes logo. You know, I made I used the <laughs> that old Nintendo serial system box and I, I found a, a Nintendo font and just put Death Cakes in there and I you know, plopped it in there. And yep. it's we, up on Facebook again, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. For all you haven't seen it. And we were using that just as a placeholder. You know, and then um I think, you know, for the very first episode, we wanted to use a picture of, of us for our sort of logo. Mm-hmm. And then I had found that other picture of me with uh, that radio for my birthday, I think it was. But um, I didn't know anything about Photoshop. I, I knew enough just to make that one Nintendo serial system with the Death Cakes Nintendo font, which is, you know, we had that font for ever. We, we still had the font for, you know, our main logo. 
Right. But you just took off with with uh, the headers, and every header since has all been you, and they have all been excellent. Thanks. I, I mean, <laughs> not to go too far ahead, but I will. The episode for, actually for I, Minnie the Fool, um, the... Not the latest one, but the one before when we were talking about Big Hero 6. And you made this <laughs> logo of Mr. T punching out that stupid Marshmallow Baymax. Oh, oh shit. I'd look at that and i just laugh out loud. Just, I do too. And I made the damn thing. Yeah, yeah. And you've had a lot of good, good headers come out. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks. And actually, yeah, that Baymax one. Because you sent me the image of the original. And you, you know, the original Baymax from the comics, you said, can you try to incorporate this one in there somehow? I said, okay. And then I said, well, I hit him right back. I said, you know, I got an idea. And then I just had to find the right thing and I, I found it. Yeah. Yeah. And that just cracks <laughs> me up every time I see it. And then just this, the, and you know, and then just the step further where I actually found the big hero six font. Mm-hmm. And that's how, and you know, and that's how I actually, you know, made the episode, uh, number and everything like that just made it say eight instead of six but uh yeah, yeah. that was that was that one but uh but yeah episode four man music, yeah though. yeah uh, back yeah <laughs> see if you go by the way by the way you were talking about uh your parents music you know in that episode yeah yeah so uh i guess we gotta pour a little out for uh bb king huh yeah rest in peace yes sir 89 years he was always in st louis you know blueberry hill mm-hmm. always here yeah you know? yeah i grew so, up on uh you know blues music that's that and gospel is pretty much all my dad would play mm-hmm. you know so him and bobby blue bland he always sounded like he was coughing up a loogie <laughs> <laughs> when he sings oh, but shit. um yeah shout out to bb king but yes sir this if i can uh, sort of toot my own horn. Episode four. If you go back and listen to it, um, we were still scared. We were scared to death of being sued. Like we said on the last developer diary. <laughs> so I never wanted to play a full song. You know, I was scared with even doing like thirty seconds of the song. But mm-hmm. I wanted to sort of. I wanted to incorporate bits instead of just having us talk about the songs and what we listened to growing up I wanted to incorporate some of those uh, uh, songs so you know I split it up and cut it and you know just played like 5-10 seconds of each song you know and I th- at that time that was probably uh, episode 3 took a long time adding in all the clips and stuff but episode 4 I think was my longest edit to date it took me took me about a week maybe which usually um episode three took a long time but that's because i hate meter man and i quit the show (laughs) but then um episode four took a long time just trying to get everything edited and make it you know blend together good and finding all the right background music to have underneath while we were talking and the switch-ups that we did yeah that that took a long time because I was still learning, you know, to edit. Yeah, and I don't want to say, you know, now I gotta, I, I gotta stop the, stop the press and um, shout out to you, real quick because you know, as you guys know, Jade handles the majority of the editing on this show, you know, which you said a lot, and so, um, it always comes out really awesome. 
you know, one of the reasons why I told you in the last episode why I go back and listen to these episodes is always because I know that Jay's going to work his magic and make it sound awesome in post, you know. You know, without all the stuff that we do on there, you know, I probably never listen to these episodes back again because I don't like listening to myself. But, uh, also, I think episode four was really a turning point for you and just like the way you would go about editing a lot of these uh, episodes. You know, you were switching up the beats and you were just, I mean, that yeah. was the first, you know, it, it was just, it was just dope, you know? The, and it, it really evoked that feel of just, you know, just, just, Trying to, you know, there's no way you could cover all of our musical interests and tastes in, you know, in that hour and a half conversation. But you know, you hit a lot of the great points. You know, yeah, because I had finally learned how to use the envelope thing on Audacity. If, if you're, you're a podcast creator and editor and you use Audacity, you know about the envelope uh, selection on there. I finally learned how to use that, and so I was fading stuff in and out. And, yeah, it's badass. You know, it, it took a long time, but that one was actually really fun. Just, you know, because I was learning something new and, and trying stuff out. But um, let's hear a, a clip from uh, episode four. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about, um, I, I guess, I guess whenever I look back on my youth, listening to music, um, even before buying tapes and you know, even 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 when I could afford to buy stuff, you know, there was still, I mean, that was back when radio was awesome, mm-hmm. you know, and so I always wanted to listen to uh, Kevy Kev or, you know, his show or listen to uh, Toss and Ted, you know, and DJ Cut, you know, go in there and do the mix. But I mean, recording those mixtapes really hooked you and you had to get all of them. Ah, jeez. Let me think. Uh, well, again, I couldn't really buy music back then, so I had to record it off the radio. So, um, which the rap, the, the station that played rap here was, uh, Magic 108. Oh, yeah. It was yes. actually, yeah, yeah. It was actually 107.7, but they called it 108. Um, nah, ah, oh, man. So, I mean, I just, I would, I had, I mean, we were supposed to, I think my bedtime at the time was like 8.30, maybe 9 o'clock. But I had the little headphones plugged in. I had the, the, the boom box down there at the, at, <laughs> at the, on the floor behind the bed. <laughs> I had that plugged in so I could, now my brother would go to sleep. He would knock out pretty, pretty quick. And I just had my headphones in and I'd just be listening and recording, trying to record like anything I could, you know? Oh yeah. I always had mixtapes. Yeah. Uh, pulling stuff off of, had, had to wait till six, six o'clock because that's when Kevy Kev came on. Kevy Kev! <laughs> ah! <laughs> Kevin Kevin came him on and then he did uh, Pump It or Dump It at 7.15 where they would play two songs, two new songs and then people would call in to vote whether, you know, vote for one song or the other that, that would enter the rotation for the week. And let me tell you something, man. Those days are gone. No, yeah. They don't do stuff like that anymore. They can't because mm-hmm. radio and the reason why radio sucks is because you have to play they have a playlist of like 40 or 45 songs that they're bound to and they can only play those songs they can't break any new records they, I mean you know a, a DJ used to be able to program his own show you know it used to be like okay well make sure you get this one in there but other than that you know right. play what you want you know now I mean it, nowadays you know you don't have an opportunity to even put anything new into the rotation you know unless some you know some suit in New York has to tell you what to play and that's why I mean 
Back then it was different though. It was different. Yeah. So, yeah, Pump It and Dump It. I, <laughs> I think I had a few tapes when I actually recorded the whole Pump It and Dump It segment and didn't just, it didn't just, uh. Oh, I, I would record all the Kevin Kev show from six o'clock to nine when, when it switched to the quiet storm. See, I never had enough tapes for that though. Cause you know, you can only get like 90 minutes or 60. Yeah. So yeah, I couldn't, I, uh, see, again, uh, there weren't MP3s. There weren't, you know, <laughs> we couldn't do this kind of stuff. You kids, we couldn't stream stuff. Uh-uh. We had to record on these, on, on these cassette tapes that you got 45 minutes aside or 30 minutes aside, depending on which ones you got, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I always try to get as much on there as I could and just hope the tape wouldn't cut off in the middle of something I really wanted. That happened to me quite quite a few times. Yeah. Yeah, me yeah. too. You'd get half a song and then you'd flip it over and get the other half of the song. Oh, God. That was <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I, I mean, being a, a kid back in the 80s and 90s was tough. Yeah. We, we didn't have our, uh, our iPod and iTunes where we could just go and click a button and get the one song that we want you know or we couldn't just go on youtube and just pull up anything at random i mean you had to wait till somebody played this fucking song you didn't have shazam to where you can hold it up to your audio source and find it or you couldn't just type some lyrics into google and find a song that way you had to be there when the shit came back on you know you type people can sing into their phones now and, the, and google figure out what song it is See, I didn't even know you could do that. You know what I'm saying? This is this is space age shit, you guys. Back then, we had the, yeah. that was that was like impossible. And there was no, and heaven help you if if a, a song came on that you liked, but it came on in the middle of the mix because sometimes the DJ wouldn't go over what was played. <laughs> yeah, you know, so you wouldn't know what the name of the song was. You just had to you know, cross your fingers that you were there. Yep, and hope that you still had space at the end of that tape because if your tape ran out and it popped, then you knew you didn't get the whole song. Yeah, Uh that was yeah. always the worst. You, you hate hearing that click. You get it. You hate hearing that click when the, when the thing shuts out. Oh man! But yeah, you know, and I will say this: uh, in that episode, I talked about one song that has disappeared, and like I said in the episode, I know it wasn't my imagination. It was a song with Criss Cross and Snoop Dogg called One to the Two. And there are some songs that you just can't find anymore. And I'm putting, I'm putting the word out right now. In 1994 or 95, there was a song with Criss Cross and Snoop Dogg called One to the Two. I cannot find that song anywhere. I know it existed because I had it on a cassette tape because I recorded it off the radio. But I can't find any mention of it on the internet. I can't find a copy of it on the internet. If anyone has it, I will pay you for it. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. I don't know that song. I don't... But is that what... Is that why... Is that what Doggy, uh, Doggy Dog World, the first verse, is that what that was about? When he's like, uh, when uh, I, 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 I've been told that he was dissing Criss Cross with that, and he was like, you know, use a flea. And I'm now nah, when he's like, uh, what do you say? Do you think you got the bomb because I rolled you a joint? You know, because they came out with the bomb. They kind of yeah. like, kind of like, kind of like Dr. Dre music. They kind of tried to make a chronic, the Junior Chronic album yeah. right there. Yeah, because it came out before 
that first, but before his second album. It came came out right around the time the bomb came out. Yeah, I want to damn. I, damn, I want to hear the song too now. I wonder. <laughs> it's it only exists in in my mind now. I think, but I know it was real. I, I think, just can't. Yeah. I just can't find the cassette tape. I used to have it recorded. On. Yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't take it back. That was part of the fun of it, man. You had to hunt. You're like, oh man, I got it. I recorded the song, and you'd be so excited when you finally got it. Just let it go. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, but here's the question: Did you ever find that song again? Like, no, nothing. No, I had it on a cassette tape, and I had heard it. You know, it was on regular rotation at the time. You know, in the six o'clock hour, and I heard it. I had it on a tape. I don't know what happened to the tape, but I, you can't find mention of it online. You can't find mention of it anywhere. It's never on a CD or you know, on a released CD. Yeah. Well, um, here's one thing I can tell you. Um, well, I actually looked this up actually in preparation for this developer's diary, man. Um, I didn't find the song. I didn't, you know. But um, I do have evidence that it existed, and this is a—it's a link I found. Let me pull it up right here. Uh, someone had posted up a remix of uh, "Tonight's Tonight," the one that had Redman on it. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So someone says in response, "There is also a rare crisscross the Snoop Dogg song that is out there somewhere." I remember hearing it through one of Christmas' best friends, who said he would not relinquish the tape to anyone. This is after the Chronic, but before Doggy Style. Finished Snoop Doggy Dog. I never heard it again, though. And so, a few uh, re- replies later, yo, uh, whatever person's name is, I've been looking for that for after years. I can remember Snoop's, Snoop's verse. The other person says, ah, yes, I remember this jam from back in the day. I had a cassette album that I bumped loud to, loud to, bleh, that I bumped it loud in my parents' room. Uh, okay, that's, he's written really weird. Okay, this guy, I don't think he speaks English. <laughs> okay, but yeah, so it exists. We just, but no one has it. Yeah, because I can hear the beat in my head. But I, I, I need to hear it again. I, I need it. So please, people out there, please. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, and one other thing is that um, uh, I think one thing that may have happened to it. Uh, well, do you remember that group, uh, Illegal? Mm-hmm. Okay, they had that song "Head or Gut" that was dissing a uh, crisscross. Yeah. Okay. That um and then they replied with uh on the bomb album they replied with uh take him out. And there were other disses on there too, but they were dissing uh illegal, whatever. But uh of course illegal was uh Malik who uh he went by that name for a while and they changed his name to Hershey Loke later and maybe something else. But uh he's Snoop's cousin. Oh so maybe something that maybe that had something to do with why that song never surfaced ever again? Maybe I don't know. I don't know, but damn, yeah. I don't hear it yet. <laughs> yeah, well, if anybody out there has it, you know, please, please find it, <laughs> send it to us, tweet it, post it. Yeah, and then, uh, well, before we uh, close out this developer diary, we want to talk about um, the other sort of pillar of of Death Cave. Which is TV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, we've been really revisit this topic too. We just still haven't done it. Yeah, because there's a lot of shows that we 
didn't talk about it the episode that uh, we either forgot or, or I don't know what I mean and the other thing is you know we stuck mainly to like you know the 80s and some of the stuff that blended over that, that bled over from the 70s mm-hmm. we got in the 90s a little bit we didn't go to 90s in too much depth so we gotta definitely come back and talk 90s uh, TV yeah even though we've done that in other forms through like some of these other episodes we definitely just gotta talk about just some of these prime times man yeah yeah and then of course we're talking about episode 7 which was Death Cake Nights yes <laughs> <laughs> which uh parody of uh Baywatch Night it's the uh it's the logo on the on the header yeah oh man that that was a great episode too I mean we knew what we wanted to hit for sure we wanted to talk about um Cosby show for sure because when we were growing up that show was like our religion that was it church it supreme man you couldn't you couldn't deny it back then huh. you know no every, and look e- even when when we played outside together one of us had a watch on Thursday nights and you know when about 6.59 hit we knew drop the sticks let's get in the house because Cosby yes. show was coming up yes and you know what I know Cosby's in hot water right now, um, but you know what? We're not apologizing for being Cosby fans back in the 80s and 90s, because who the hell wasn't? Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, if these accusations are true, which if they haven't been proven, I think he finally did say something about them. I, I didn't read the article, so I don't know if it was real or not. Mm. But, he said something about them, but he didn't. He didn't deny them, you know. Yeah. So. So I. You know, we're not here to talk about that, though. No. But, but, but. No, but some of those things happened during the Cosby Show. If yeah. these accusations are true. But I said the same thing in um, thirty-four point five with the Fat Albert thing. Um, yeah. You can hate the man, don't hate the product. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think we had mentioned it on another episode. It might have been on Death Case or on I'm Mini Fool, but we mentioned it on an episode like right when this scandal happened, and TV yeah. Land ripped all of the Cosby Show reruns off the air like Everything. immediately, and that's sad. It is. But oddly enough, a different world just showed up on Netflix like not too long ago. Oh yeah, which yeah, which he produced too. So his Cosby Show uh, still on Netflix? Or it's been gone for a while, even before this stuff. Happened. Yeah, it was gone before that. I think it's off of Hulu though. I think Hulu pulled it. They did. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure. Huh. I, I could be wrong about that. I thought I, I thought I heard that it got pulled. Uh, but regardless, yeah. But I, I mean, that's why you hear this this beat that is playing in playing now and playing in episode seven. Man. Wasn't that was an awesome beat that too? Beat was incredible. That's why we used it, you know. And yeah. actually, I remember that beat from way back. Uh, God, I want to say it was maybe 2002 when I first found out about this song. And I don't remember when the song was made, but uh, I remember somebody was playing it in the mix. Some group called Mood Swingers. I don't know who they are. Don't know where they've been or where they, you know where they even came from. But uh, that that's the song I remember. It was called Prime Time. Yeah, and that song's awesome. Yeah, and. Well, uh, while we're on the subject of Cosby, um, there's something that 
in light of the situation, <laughs> I think yeah. we do have to at least change change something. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, take it to me, Jay. I uh, gave a recipe on on the show on episode seven, and you know, well, you know, it's summer almost, so I'll just play the recipe now because it's a good recipe. Before we move away from Cosby, I want to tell you about the breakthrough that I had, and this is for all you cooks out there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Season. When did it first start? Season two, maybe? When it started to become more original material, not just stuff from a stand-up? It was introduced that Cockroach and and Theo's, their favorite fruit was the Bacon Burger Dog. Bacon Burger Dog! <laughs> and, and I have wondered for years, what the hell is a Bacon Burger Dog? What is it? What does it look like? <laughs> You know what? You know what? The boy is what's the watch that show and the main times they said that and tried to make it a catchphrase. I never even questioned what it was. It was just that it's just you know it's something they like they made it. It just never really occurred to me to ask or try to figure it out. But is it is it a burger? Is it a hot dog? What what the fuck is it? (laughs) (laughs) So then I had this brainstorm and I figured it out. Oh, I think. Maybe there, there's no hot dog at all. So get out your uh, your pens, your chefs. Oh, I'm gonna break it down for you how to do it. I haven't done it yet, but that's only because I am out of uh, fuel in my uh, gas grill, and that, that's the fastest way to do this. But uh, all right, you get your hamburger, you season it the way you want it. Instead of making it into a patty. You make it into an oblong tube shape. Okay? You get two strips of bacon. You get two toothpicks. You wrap the strips of bacon around that hamburger tube. <laughs> you, you wrap the other thing of bacon around the tube. You take your toothpick. On one end, stick the, the uh, bacon to the hamburger. Do the same thing on the other end. Put it on your grill light that motherfucker up you know cook it to taste to, to the bacon is crisp or if you want medium rare whatever take it off put it in a, a hamburger bun bacon burger dog folks well goddamn, you're it welcome is. there it is you you're know, welcome summer's almost <laughs> over you got you got your grill you want to grill for the hey labor day's coming up there you go yeah have there bacon burger dogs all around there you compliments go. of death cakes you're welcome. <laughs> there you go. My job is if I had a mic, I'd drop it. <laughs> <laughs> drop your headset. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yes, the bacon burger dog. Yes. In fact, by the time this episode goes up, it goes up, um, Memorial Day will be around the corner. Get on it, people. Yeah, get out there and make them. But, but I don't think we can call it the bacon burger dog anymore. Yeah, just even though we just said what we, we said, said about the show was good, but well, you don't want people thinking that you're serving you're serving them uh, spiked barbecue. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So uh, we've decided to change the name of that recipe 
Hit the music. Hamburger smoothed out on the hot dog tip with a bacon crunch feel appeal to it. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Ah, man. (laughs) One more thing I gotta say about that in particular, though, is uh, I'm gonna talk about uh, this show. The show that you, you know, it didn't piss me off so much when we recorded it. There's a show you mentioned in there. And it's called Manimal. Manimal. Let's, let, let, let's, let, let's have the whole Manimal discussion right here. <laughs> okay. You know, action oriented series, man. Yeah. 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 And I only got one more to uh, see if you remember. It was, and it, it was one of those shows that had the, formula that a lot of shows had back then. It was the hero, the will they, won't they, on again, off again, you know, love interest, and then the black guy. And the black guy was either the the handyman or on Magnum P.I. he flew the helicopter. <laughs> you know, he, he was, was another one that mentioned Magnum P.I. I wasn't too big yeah. into that show. I think my parents were. I wasn't quite, you know. I wasn't either. But uh, this show, I I watched, and you know, I've seen episodes since on YouTube and on Sci-Fi Channel, and it's just bad. But uh, talking about Manimal, you know what? I've heard a lot about this now. You know, I don't rem- I don't have personal recollection of Manimal, but I know it existed, and I've heard people talk about it. Some with, you know, so, some people have really. Really, uh, uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Some people look back with a lot of fondness for that show. Other people like, though, that show was terrible. Other people told well, no, they can remake that show today, and here's how. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I've never actually well, seen I know about it. I've never seen it, though. Yeah, it, it was a show, if you don't know, it was a show about a guy, a doctor, who, who, uh, finds out from his late father's notebooks that he comes from this like line of shapeshifters and he can turn into any animal basically (laughs) but the the only two transformations that they ever showed on TV was when he turned into a hawk and when he turned into a black panther and any other time he turned into another animal it always happened off screen wow Really? But I mean, he he would you know, solve crimes and all this stuff as you know uh, an animal have to you know he he would infiltrate whatever place as an animal and get in, intel. 
And then it would always be the, uh, uh, the, at the end, the girlfriend would always start talking to an animal or shit. She'll see like a, a deadly cobra or something and she'll just start talking to it and picking it up. And I remember one episode, the black guy. Who was I like how he's just he, the black guy? He's not. Well, I, I I don't know what he did other than drive 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 manimal around and, and pick him up whenever he turned into something. But I remember this one. They they were stopping this illegal doping thing at a horse track, mm-hmm. and the black guy's sitting there talking to this horse. But hey, man, you did a great job. You know, let, let's get out of here. Hurry up and change so we can go. I've got your clothes here. And then Manimal walks up. He's like eating apple. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" And the black guy's looking. He said, "I've been talking to this horse." For... <laughs> I mean, every episode ended like that, basically. With, with uh, or or the, the chick will be holding a, a cobra, like I said, and she'll just be talking to the thing. And then he'll he'll walk up. Hey, no, I'm over here. I was the bird that was outside the window, but I'm here. I'm standing here now. So then she dropped the snake and freak oh, out. God. Then the show would end. <laughs> that sounds like a very bad show. But I'll, I'm going to have to put the transformations up on on our Facebook page because they were actually done by Stan Winston, who is a yeah. an acclaimed special effects person. Yeah, dude. he worked on a lot of you know big movies. He earned to me start doing that one though. Yeah, no, th- this was really bad, made for TV tripe, but, you know. <laughs> but it, as, as a child in the 80s, it was fucking awesome. Well, uh, maybe we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do a YouTube video about that one. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh man. So, now, at the end of the episode, well, at the end of that, particular segment I came back and I just wanted to run through a bunch of episodes a bunch of rapid fire stuff that we didn't really get to but also because I really didn't want to end the episode on Manimal because that's a that, that show that's a fucked up show you guys and then you know we sign off Jay sneaks in at the end Manimal you know but and okay it was funny at the time but see now it pisses me off in light of Beastmaster now I understand why he liked Manimal so much because he, he he channeled this. This was like '80s Beastmaster to him. This is like like no. modern day Beastmaster. No, because he didn't have a pet. He turned into the pet. It's a he turned into the pet. But you know what? He, I mean, <laughs> updated for the times. It's now be- he's so much of a Beastmaster he can become the pet. <laughs> and speaking of updated for the times, um, was it last year, maybe two years ago, Will Ferrell picked up the rights to Manimal and he is supposedly making a movie oh god so um, you know I'll be there opening night yeah you'll be there by yourself cause no one wants to see that everyone wants to see Manimal he no one wants into to see a that. panther and yeah. eagle are you sure he turns into a panther and not a tiger painted black <laughs> no it's a panther this time alright and an eagle and what was the other 
think it's just the Panther and Eagle that they always show because those are his two go-to's. Yeah, those are the ones you said like he would change into other stuff, but they would only show the transformations for those couple of ones. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's just the Panther and the Eagle. To this day, I've still never seen an episode. We'll have to do a commentary one day about that. Oh, yes, we will. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to get down with you on that just because I, I, it's a fucked up show, you guys. It's, it's a great, he solved crimes. Oh, I bet. As a horse. Cause that makes so much sense. Jesus, it's like, it's like, it's like Mr. T driving a bus full of gymnasts who solve crimes. Hey, that happened too. And I'm gonna get his autograph. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're, we're getting ready to go to Wizard World and Phil Lamar's gonna be there. He, he was one of the kids on the bus, so I, I'm, I'm gonna get his autograph. I, w- yeah, I just wish I might. Go get a copy of that uh, 80s cartoon Hanna Barbera set. Oh, do you not have that? No. Because uh, it's what you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so you know I saw it on Walmart once and I never saw it again. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have Amazon Prime, so I wouldn't get here in time. Ah, shit. But I got something else from the sign. But uh, anyway, that's our little revisit. Yes, yes, that's gonna do it for uh, this one. So you guys, uh, go back and check out episode two, episode four, episode seven. That's the material we covered here. You know, if you want to get the whole episode in full, you know, the whole essence of everything. Yeah, because I mean, we talked about a lot of stuff in uh, yeah, episode. Well, all those episodes, but episode seven too. I mean, we got into a lot of stuff. <laughs> Oh yeah, a lot of obscure stuff too. You know, I pride myself. Oh, I pride, I pride us on the fact that we we do hit some points that people have long forgotten or just never knew about. Yeah, you would think, but yeah, I mean, I've heard you know people who have listened to the show or people from other podcasts even. You know, like man, they touch on some obscure shit, man. I don't, I don't know anything about that. You know, so (laughs) I love it. Yeah, yeah. So. uh Till next time, folks. See ya. See ya. Alley in a swarm for the shoddy in the jacket. For the brother, he's a nigga when he packs it. So get your butt out the sling. I start Muhammad floating up. That means the vessel like the autograph and sign until the break. The silly motherfucker pulls out a deuce deuce. Little did he know I had a loaded 12 gauge. One sucker dead, LA Times front page. Cause the boys in the hood are always hard. You come talking that trash, we'll pull your car. Knowing nothing in life but to be legit. Don't quote me, boy, cause I ain't said shit.
Don't smoke a Buddha through righteous steps deep like the shining. Sparkle like a diamond, sneak a Uzi on the island, and my army jacket lining hit the earth like a comet. Invade. Animal. <laughs> 